Hello, I'm Vanessa Roth, and I'm the director of Mary J. Blige's My Life documentary. Ooh, going down. The only thing I think that kept us guided was the music. It just saved you. Global superstar. Double Oscar nominee. Nine Grammy Awards. The queen of hip-hop and R&B, Mary J. Blige. Nobody sounds like her. When Mary sang, I heard the pain of a generation. In the neighborhood we lived in, it's like prison. There was a lot wrong, and there was a lot I needed to get out. That's why I had that pen. Sleep don't come easy. My life is probably my darkest album. At one of the darkest times I've had. Most of the times I was just depressed and didn't want to live. I had it all inside and I was able to sing it and write it. I didn't know that so many people felt the same way. She made it okay for people to say it's all right to be me. We still don't get to see that a lot, you know, still. You're here tonight and you're a Mary J. Blige fan. I'm going down. You have been tested. You have been tried. My whole world. And you have been proven. A lot of young black women could relate to where she came from. She gave us a face. She gave us a name. We did something really powerful by inspiring each other to want to live to see another day. That is a trailer from the documentary Mary J. Blige's My Life, debuting on Amazon Prime on June 25th. And this is Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London-based production company making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Today we're talking about Mary J. Blige, the multi-platinum R&B hip-hop recording artist. The nine-time Grammy Award winner and now celebrated actress is the subject of an Amazon Studios doc that releases on June 25th. Joining us to talk about Mary J. Blige in the documentary is a filmmaker celebrated in her own right. It is in my great pleasure to welcome Oscar-winning director Vanessa Roth to Factual America. Vanessa, welcome to Factual America. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so glad that we're doing this. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing it too. I mean, um, it's a bit early your time, so I ho hopefully the coffee is kicked in or whatever uh, beverage you use uh, yeah. to, to get you going in the morning. Um, I think as uh, we've seen in the trailer and I've introduced, it's Mary J. Blige's My Life, which is debuting on Amazon Prime on the 25th. So thanks again so much for uh, for coming on to the show. And thanks for making this film. I, th I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've, I've watched a screener. So, uh, uh, so, I mean, Mary J. Blige, I don't really feel like we need to introduce who she is. So, uh, But maybe you can start us off by telling us what is Mary J. Blige's My Life, the documentary about. Yeah, that's right. We don't really need to find out who she is, but the film itself and um, and what I spent time with her about is the My Life album that she made. is her second album, her sophomore album. Um, and the film follows that moment in her life when she's looking back at that time. It was a time when she had just gotten off of the 
just incredible success and pioneering, just boundary breaking record of what's a four on one. She had come from a really challenging background in New York and had just risen so quickly um, with what's a four on one that it really left her in this state of confusion. At that time, she also was in a relationship that was difficult and abusive. And all of this came to, to really bring out all this depression and anxiety she was really having at the time and didn't really know how to cope and a lot of things from growing up uh, that were weighing on her um, from just society and internally. And so the film focuses on that moment in her life when she wrote the My Life album, which was what she says to me at a moment where it was really choosing life or choosing not life. And she wrote the album um, as a way to really save herself. And when she did that, uh, as she had said to me, and this is what we explore in the film, is when she told her truth and she wrote this album as a way to really heal herself and deal with all the things she was dealing with internally, all these fans came forward and said, me too, Mary, me too, Mary. And she realized she wasn't alone. And that was the beginning of this relationship she's now had with her fans, where they really sort of feed each other back and forth, where just this idea of telling the truth and being authentic and being yourself and taking chances um, at times, maybe when you feel most afraid. And that's really what the film explores. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm only a couple of years older, I think, of, than Mary J. Blige. And uh, I do, this, this was sort of the part of a soundtrack to my certainly formative musical years, I will say, uh, in the 90s. But uh, I think what you've captured, well, I didn't quite have an appreciation for was, uh, is this relationship with their fans? Uh, which was quite um, quite poignant, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, as you say, it's about uh, my life, uh, one of the top, many consider one of the top albums of all times, makes a lot of people's top 100 lists. I gather she also does did some musical performances uh, related to uh, the 25th anniversary. But this is more than just a look back, isn't it? I mean, it's not just about making the album. I mean, as you say, I mean, it, it's what struck, also strikes me having seen this is how how it resonates even today and i was listening to it on the way over here um it's it, it, it kind of blew me away it'd been years since i listened to it and it, it sounds like she doesn't sound like someone in her early 20s let's put it that way no no she doesn't and i think it's because it's coming from her core essence you know her true self that i think um is a timeless is time is a timeless spirit and i think what she's talking about it resonates today because it's about heartache it's about longing it's about pain it's about trauma and it's also about this hope and this desire inside to i mean she says it in the film and like her last song on the album is be happy so it's this just really and she says this in the film too at the end of the day <laughs> she just really wants to be happy um, and I think that that's what that that album does. It's this it's this evolution of this woman at that moment. But it's again, like you said, it's not just that moment because the things she talks about in the album are just timeless human emotions. And the feelings are still so raw. I mean, that was the thing that also you've got the interviews with the people, uh, the producers of the record, the album, um, and some reunions moments there, and. Um, 
just the things they share. I mean, uh, and I guess I guess maybe related to that, I mean, what are things that uh, her fans are going to find out from this that this doc that they didn't know may not otherwise know in in terms of these scenes. I think to me the fan I mean the fans obviously know what they know much more than I know what <laughs> what they already know. Um, yeah. If they're if you're a fan of Mary J. Blige, you follow as I've learned. You really yeah. know Mary, and you yeah. know the history. You know the you know you know all this. I think what fans will find though is some um, really yeah, beautiful moments of connection between her and her fans, her and her producers and co-writers of the album, this 25 years later, reconnecting and re-experiencing and talking about them, that, those days and how that feels today. Um, some concert, you know, concert moments that are fabulous. Um, and also maybe there's some things in there with her family and archival mm -hmm photos and and films that we were really lucky to to get and find we worked with mary's sister latanya very closely with getting family photos um and then the storytelling you know we get the storytelling not just from mary but um we we got this just gift of this opportunity we spoke with andre harrell about that moment in their time andre you know was the was the album really was the person that put the company that put Mary out um, into the world and um, through Uptown and he passed away this year. And mm -hmm. so the fact that we got that story uh, that he told about Mary, about that moment, about Puff um, mm -hmm. and about that era just was, I, I thought really, uh, you know, just obviously tragically, but also special for yeah. the fact that we got yeah. that legacy. Yeah. Uh, since you mentioned him, because uh, we've had another director on who worked, uh, it's the Biggie Smalls doc actually. Who, uh, do you, how do you refer? Is he, is he Sean? Is he Puff Daddy? Is he P Diddy? Is he Puffy? Is he Diddy? How do you get to refer I think to that's him? That's something you got to ask him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously he, um, uh, he in the film in our film um, for you know from him we have yeah. Puff. Um, we have Sean Diddy Combs. I know yeah. I've also referred to him as Huff. I think that I, obviously he's in charge of that. Yeah. So, I mean, so the other thing that happens is, uh, well, in this doc is that uh, Mary J. Blige really opens up her inner self to us, doesn't she? I mean, she's on camera quite a bit talking about that. And it's in related to that, you, I guess we do get to see some of the backstory in order to understand the album and the artist and the person is, isn't that right? Yeah. So when, when I was structuring the film, one of the most important things to Mary was that this film is about this album and mm. that, and it's not, it's funny, it's called Mary J. Blige's my life. And we're, we're being very deliberate to say though, it's not a biopic. It's not exactly. a film exactly. about her life. Yeah. It's about the album, My Life. But in telling the story, and this is again, like when I was sort of structuring the film and figuring out how, what beats we need, is when I came on the idea, when we were, when we were going to do the album, I felt that in order to do the album, you had to understand where she mm. came from, what built her up as a person up until the time she was 25, 24, 25. Um, and to do that, we do tell the story of her life up until the point where she makes the album. And so, um, because we needed that in order to understand the weight of what she was carrying by the time she made the album. So yeah, so viewers will get an idea of 
what that growing up was. And we also, uh, I didn't want to use any kind of like reenactment things or any mm. devices like that in the doc. Um, but we felt that because Mary really narrates the whole doc, it's really in her voice. Sure. So we have these interviews, but it's really her voice, her, uh, her leading us through this journey. Um, but to kind of dive a little bit more emotionally, we added this element of animation yeah. um, that helps tell that story of that little Mary, because she talks about a lot. She had talked to me about for her, there's always like that little Mary that herself today is protecting. Um, and so we wanted to create that little Mary, what that little more vulnerable person, mm. who that was for her and keep that present in the, um, through the course of the film, because that's really who evolves and that's who she's trying to protect when she writes the My Life album. Okay. And then, and as you say, it's not a biopic, which I would stress that was certainly, that comes across very quickly, I think. Um, so if, if it is, it's a biopic of the, the album, in a, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but we do get a better understanding. The thing that struck me is that we get a better understanding of, well, we do get a better understanding of Mary J. Blige, but I feel like what we also find out is who is Mary, you know, who the girl from Schlumbaum Projects, uh, Yonkers, basically, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, how did this film come about? Who's, whose idea was this? So, uh, the film started with Mary, uh, Mary and yeah. her team. Ashana Ayers and Nicole Jackson um, from Blue Butterfly, which is Mary's group. Um, right. And then they worked together with Creature Films, who's Mark Ford and Kevin Lopez and mm -hmm. Entertainment One with Tara Long. Um, and they brought it to Amazon. And then um, after some shooting that they had done, they ended up bringing me on. Uh, and it started by following her on her royalty tour she was on with Nas. And through mm. in the royalty tour, she had a section of the tour that she was doing this 25 year anniversary mm. of my life. Um, but the reason for it really from Mary's perspective and really was driven by, by Mary and, and Puff mm. came along as, as well. Um, and was really that she felt that she wanted to give something back to her fans. She's been on this, journey she feels with these with her fans all this time and that that album was really people's favorite and most special and really meant something in their lives um and so she wanted to make this film really for them hmm. and uh, i think um well that's 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 very interesting because i was wondering how you know how collaborative this was and creatively and it seems like she was um um quite hands-on and I think what just as interesting is how did you become involved? Because I mean, I think you'd be the first to say you're not an R and B hip hop music director by trade, or and uh, uh, your specialties more even heading up sort of social reform type issues and stances and things like that. So wh why did they pick? I mean, I, I don't. I'm glad they picked you, but why did they pick you? You know, it's that's a really first question. How did I, <laughs> like, I get it? I get it. I, um, there's no. There's no. Yeah, there's no mystery that I, that uh, it doesn't seem like I'd be the first pick um, to make this film. I think um, I think what it was and what I hope that I delivered on was that the films I make, yeah, m most of the time, all of the time, um, I make films about social impact, social justice. I do a lot about le legacy and memory, um, mm. and I do a lot about mental health. But and really, it's usually about people who are often 
very invisible or marginalized, put to the side, and their narratives are not shared. Um, I think that the reason they came to me was because I, what I'm always looking for in the work I do is just what connects us to each other as humans, mm. really m trying to make things that do tell a human and intimate story, but can do it also in an epic kind of way that's it's you know that you can you're brought into it because it's um really intriguing and engaging but then very quiet at the same time and um i think that's what mary wanted and i think you know what what she wanted yes it's a it's a music doc and i think it's a great music doc and concert mm -hmm. you know there's great music and concert in it and it's about this album um yes that's all true and i absolutely relied on um Mary and Puff and the producers and my editor and my shooters and everybody who have done music docs before and Amazon um, to make sure we were delivering, you know, a A plus amazing music doc. Mm. But I think at its core, what I brought to it and what my style of just filmmaking is as well on the road is just like you said, I wasn't making a movie about the icon persona of Mary, but I was trying to tell a story um, that Mary wanted, which is about Mary, the internal Mary, which is what the My Life album is about, mm -hmm. um, and and tried to dig a little deeper. Um, so it wasn't just performative. And so what, when you you brought on board, what were your f first impressions of when you met her? I mean, were you a fan of hers? I mean, probably were a fan, but I mean, I, you know, were you, how familiar were you with her music beforehand? Uh, I mean, what did she like to work with? Yeah, I was familiar, but I was absolutely not aware of the mm. deep, profound impact in so many ways that she's had on so many people's lives. Yeah. I was always an admirer of how, um, just how talented she is in so many things and how mm. accomplished she is. And just, I had noticed that, but I really didn't know on this deeper level, like when I did spend time with fans and when I did talk to, when I interviewed her colleagues and other musicians, just how, uh, just how deeply she's impacted and impacts people. Uh, and that was really special to see. Um, and, uh, yeah, when I first met her, we met, um, I met with her, her sister, um, Latanya, um, Nicole and Ashana as a team. Um, and to me, when I had listened, I listened to the album right before I had gotten this interview with them um, and was just listening to every single word. And I had read about again, what the album had been and done for people, mm. but, and I knew how huge she was, but then listening to the words, I really did feel like I was, I was hearing that longing, this begging, Mm. That she was doing this heartache, this person crying out for some kind of help and wanting to heal. So I brought that up in the meeting and I was nervous that I was saying that because I didn't know if like it's okay to say I heard all of this because I'm sitting yeah. next yeah. to this icon and like, is it okay that I say that I hear yeah. this? And I think that's what, and I said, I feel like this movie needs to be a love letter to that younger Mary, which mm. is really what she had wanted it to be too. So I think we connected on that. Um, and then just on a really, really personal side, my daughter's a musician and she's in her early twenties, a songwriter. And I see 
I listen to what she writes and hear what she's doing and see that it's such a healing process for her, mm. the act of songwriting. And I also see so much in her that I don't know if she sees in herself yet because she's in her early 20s. And mm. that was the other piece that Mary and I spent a lot of time talking about and that's in the movie too, is this idea, she says it just still like really hits me that she says, when she looks at that younger self, she says, I didn't know I was me. Right, and right. I just love that idea that yeah. we all in whatever, you know, uh, what to whatever life, degree, right? yeah. like other people maybe yeah. see something in us that takes us a long time to see in ourselves. And I, I just, yeah. I love that idea of self-love and the evolution of that as a woman, as, um, and as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I know, um, Someone, uh, someone recently was stepping down from a prominent position. But anyway, he was saying uh, he he wouldn't have gotten anywhere where he was without. You have always have to have someone believe in you, which mm-hmm. I guess is probably the sort of the same idea. Someone has to see something that you don't know is is there, don't they? Yeah. And and but, along the way, right? But obviously, you must you must somewhere deep down know it's there, or else you wouldn't right. keep going. Right. Maybe. I mean, that's, and also she says that too, like, obviously I was, she says I was me because I was able to cross through the fear and do the things I've done. Um, But yeah, like you said, and I think actually you brought up a good point of the movie does, it really is a series of people believing in her along the way um, Mm. from, you know, her sister and her family and some people in her neighborhood to then Jeff Red, who hears her Mm. music, to then Andre Mm. Harrell, to then Puff. Mm-hmm. Um, to then, you know, and then the fans and it just keeps going and people keep saying, yes, Mary, keep going. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, uh, I was going to, I was going to ask you what, what also really struck you about her. You've already mentioned connection to her fans, a lot of these issues, but, uh, and there's this resilience obviously, but then also, I think you briefly mentioned it earlier is this, the sense of family, I think that comes through this. It seems her family plays a big, big role in her life. Yeah, I think that they do. Um, yeah, the film obviously it talks a lot about her care for her mother, um, mm. her concern for her mom. Her uh, there's a moment in the film where she talks about abuse and recognizing that she's in a position that she saw her mo- mother in that was very mm. painful to her. Um, she's very protective of her mom and of her sister. Um, she has a, she has younger siblings as well. Um, and and I think family is a very important part of her life, for sure. Okay. Um, I think we're going to give our listeners a quick uh, early break, but then we'll be right back with Vanessa Roth, the director of Mary J. Blige's My Life from Amazon Studios. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways. But have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? On the Spark Parade podcast, your host Adam Unz geeks out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. Everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Connor Oberst on Northern Exposure, Rasheen Murphy on Terence Conran's The House Book, and Adrian Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The Spark Parade, where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. 
Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with Oscar award-winning director Vanessa Roth. The film is Mary J. Blige's My Life. Debuts on Amazon Prime on June 25th. Um, we've been obviously talking about Mary J. Blige. Um, what comes out to me as well as having seen this film is this incredible sense of belief that she has that obviously was not always there uh, as the film documents, uh, but this belief in self or self-love, I think, is also you know, described. Um, it seems also... what. A hint of also this belief in providence. Does that that was kind of coming through in some of her interviews and and scenes in the film? Is that something you discovered while while filming? Yeah, I think that Mary's very spiritual, um, I, mm. and um, however that manifests itself to her, we mm. explore some of it, but mostly that it's her own. You know, it's just it's her own set of beliefs. Again, she's very yeah, she's very spiritual and has a very strong relationship with her idea of what God is to her. She talks about, um, in the film, we have this animated section. That's one of my favorite animations Mm. is she says, God is love. God Mm. is, God is you. God is yourself Mm. looking in the mirror and saying, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? Um, so it's, I, I, from obviously she'd have to speak to this herself. What I got from her is that it's a very personal relationship that she has to her sense of um, her ability to move through the hardest challenges that she has and to check in with herself. You've, you've just mentioned it again, and I wanted to talk about this is the use of animation in the, uh, in the film. I thought, um, I mean, as you're aware, it's uh, in some ways it's becoming uh, quite common or de rigueur in a lot of docs these days. And I think it's a way of, for some, it's a way of doing recreation, but that's not what you do here. Um, um, seems to me it's used to set a tone or a mood uh, or to get that across, in my humble opinion. Is that Was that what you were trying to achieve with that? And how did that evolve as you were doing the project? Yeah, I feel like, so I've been making docs um, a long time, like, 25 years now and I it's feel it's hard like, to believe by the way I'm, I, I can't believe you've got a daughter in your early 20s but that I will that's all I'll say <laughs> yes I do I do and I've been doing <laughs> for a very long time and doing dog my first one I did was in 1994 um in New York so um mm. absolutely living a different I was doing it about kids living in foster care at the time um yeah, yeah now those kids are like 40 or something I don't know <laughs> but um, yeah. um but uh um Oh, animation. So at the time I started doing docs, I feel like documentaries were very much of, you know, um, this, the content, however we could get the story, we'd get the story Mm. and very, um, um, things have evolved so much with sort of how docs are presented. And in a way there's this freedom, a creative freedom that I've appreciated. Um, some of it, I'm, this is a big different conversation. I think we could have another time about yeah. kind of the evolution of where docs have come, but um, uh, but for me as as a storyteller, I've there are there are parts of this that I do appreciate the more of the openness and flexibility to tell stories using all mm. kinds of mediums and um, and so animation in this, like I said, I didn't want to do reenactments. Yeah. Um, 
we did have, there's some really great archival pieces in there, but I also don't like using our um, archival to represent an idea of an area. And mm. we had a really hard time finding um, good things that were about slow bomb where she grew up that weren't, to be honest, like super racist and mm. discriminatory in the way that they were filmed, the news pieces. And this was come. the story was coming from her point of view. I didn't want archival old news pieces that were coming from some journalists camera. Mm. Um, and so what we did do, we do have beautiful photography from um, real legendary photographers of the time of the area mm. of the community um, and of the neighborhood. And I, to me, that felt authentic and textured in the right way um, mm -hmm. that it wasn't someone else's voice uh, coming in. But um, so anyway, back to the animation, like I said, she speaks so much about herself as a little girl and more that inner life. So that's what the animation is to me. It's this, mm. there's sort of these dreamlike things. It's their memory, but it's not memory necessary. It's not really memory of like a true factual thing. It's memory yeah. of spirit of her, again, like this essence, this little girl who had these hopes and these dreams and this escape. Music was an escape for her. Um, she talks at the very beginning of the movie, which is what links us to my life right away, is that um, listening to Roy Ayers and yeah. Everybody Loves yeah. Sunshine, she would see herself kind of that, that's like she talks to me about, she'd be like sort of spinning outside, like, you know, thinking about that song. It would be this dizzying thing to her. And that's actually her description of that is what made me think of doing animation because I thought, oh, I want to see that little girl spinning in the sun. Mm and that that's this escape for her and that's where she aspires to be which is where she gets to be i mean i think that's a good point i mean um i don't know if this is true for everyone it's it's, it's true in my case if i think about childhood memories i don't remember specifically what someone said or 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 you know specific f actions it's more a uh the earliest ones are all about how the sun felt or how a feeling or a um Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. It isn't, yeah. uh, it, you know, and I, I think that's uh, that's very interesting because you, as you do, you capture that. That is a that certainly comes through in the uh, animation with this this the young Mary J. Blige. Yeah, you know, and I, I think we also wanted to um, something that I didn't feel I could at least capture unless we did something like this was that um, fluid connection between that little Mary and her today. And so the the animation mm. does grow up with her. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's some dark times that she talks about it's, that I felt animation does a good job kind of being able to be abstract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen others try something, but it was much more, um, how best to describe it and not be unfair to them. But it was, it was more like, um, I don't know, the example would be someone animated, but someone sitting on the edge of a bed with their head in their hands and just looking very distraught. Whereas... You, you're right. You're very abstractual. It, it kind of how she in, in you've you've got her describing how she was feeling at those times and how you yeah. uh, how you represent that. Um, I thought it was very. Uh, I mean, who did the animation? Because I think we should probably give them a, a shout out. Because yeah, uh, they're great. Yeah, it's a com it's a women owned and run company um, called Mighty Oak. They're based in Brooklyn. Um, wow. I, I tried to also hire and work with as many women and make sure that we had a very diverse and mixed group of people working on the film so that again, we had a, um, that we could just tell the true, the real story. Um, mm. 
and, and not make assumptions about things. But um, the other thing about the animation that I thought was really fun, um, I had wanted, because we had this archival, with mm. some you know, archival things like from Soul Train and right, um, right. from Mary singing yes. places. Um, I also yeah. felt like I've seen so many docs that we just sort of flatly see all that archival. And mm. so the other thing that we do with the animation, which I just had such a good time doing, was imagining how we, we, Mighty Oak and I built um, you know, the animation sequences, a lot of them around archival stuff. So the archival mm. video exists inside the animation. Yeah. Um, and they, that was really fun. So again, like a lot of this stuff was just to add some fun. <laughs> and yeah. um, because, and Mary's music is so fun and great yeah. and exciting that I thought it would just add that, um, that little, again, added texture that I haven't been able to um, explore enough in my yeah. work, which I love doing. I think it, well, I think, I think you achieved that. Um, was this, um, <laughs> I mean, this, so this was an Amazon project from the very, almost the very beginning. Is that right? From the beginning, yeah. Yeah. And so was that your first time working with them? How did, how was, how did you enjoy it that? It was great. I loved it. They were so filmmaker, not just friendly, but just so, just supportive and pushed yeah. the bounds. We had a, we had a rough cut that I wasn't, I, it was a rough cut. We had to finish really quickly um, and it was good. Like it was about the music. It was It's still amazing. Yeah. Again, like anything we make about Mary is going to like, I'm lucky in that way. Like yeah. as Mary, yeah. <laughs> Mary said too, like we're just, you know, everyone loves this album, loves Mary. So um, I, I was starting in a good spot, but the rough cut was in a place that wasn't really getting to what I had wanted that, that depth. Mm. Um, and I remember Mary saying to me, it's good. Like, you know, like, it's good, <laughs> fine, you know, and I agreed with her and I was nervous because I thought Amazon was going to like, be like, it's fine. It's great. But no, Let's they, they completely agreed. Like it needs, it, it's missing this, oomph, like this depth, this core thing that we really need more Mary, um, in this deeper way, like go deeper, go, you know, um, and, and that's actually when we brought in the animation element to it. So, mm. um, and that was really and also the chap we have chapters um, yes. through the film yeah. that are named after lines in the My Life song mm -hmm. um, that also kind of show her journey and evolution through that time. Um, and so anyway, yeah, just sort of the Amazon people, the execs were the ones really that kept saying, you know, Vanessa, go be creative, do something that feels good. That's we want this to be a moment that is just as important as Mary is. And so don't yeah. feel that you need to just, you know, make this and move on, but like really wanted, really supported all, us all in going deep. Well, that's how liberating that must be. I mean, yeah, uh, it's really wonderful. Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but we, we have a lot of docs from a lot of different other studios and um, it's interesting. They'll always have someone listening in on the conversation to make sure I don't make any stupid mistakes. Uh, but uh we don't have anyone from Amazon here right now, so this is, uh, I think it's full free run, whatever we want to do. Um, so thank you. I'll give them a shout out too. Um, and then, I mean, what was the main challenge for you personally? Because you've, to, to go from the documentaries you've been doing to being, I mean, we know, we've already talked about it. this isn't just purely a music doc, whatever, but you you have made a music doc. I mean, how yes, did you, <laughs> yeah, you can put the, you know, there's your bucket list, you know, one, one off on the bucket list. But uh, um, what were the challenge, was that a challenge for you to, to make that transition, if you will? I think it was more of a fear 
mm. um, going in that, yeah, like, what am I doing on this stage? I don't know how to do this. Like when we're in concert, like just more of a, literally more of a fear. And then I sort of settled into, no, but I know how to tell a story and I know what the story is. And mm. I know that I'm good at, from the beginning of doing docs, um, my sort of mantra has always been like, you know, it's important to know what you're good at and who you are in order to mm. then collaborate with and rely on other people who are great at things that you're not like know what you're the expert in and know what someone else is. And I, mm. I think that um, as soon as I remembered that and didn't have to sort of put on anything of, Oh yeah, I'm a music doc guy. So you need I'm the not. boom shot over the crowd or whatever, you know, um, well, but I can collaborate <laughs> with people who do, you know, um, this guy, Rick, who I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm, losing his last name. Um, but I, we had a live concert yeah. consultant. So he, um, he worked to work, you know, we worked together on like where all the cameras would be and really how to cover the huge concert so that it could still be live, really feel live and immersive that way. And I also had, um, Kalila Robinson, who is my DP. Um, she was really on the ground the whole time, uh, filming, you know, everything and really had a good relationship with Mary as well. So I think Mary trusted, you know, wherever Kalila was. Um, and so, yeah, again, the music doc part of it was more of a fear at the beginning. But I think also the thing that's special about Mary is that Mary trusts her gut and her instincts. And as soon as she said to me, like, yes, I want you to do this and I want you to do it in the way you know how, I felt like, well, she must, I mean, she has choices mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she could have made a very different choice and gone with, you know, other people who have different kind of experience than I do. So I just had to really trust that the, the, the gift that I could bring was to make a film that was as authentic and truthful as her album was and as she wanted to be. And, um, and then the things about, I had to, you know, I had, and which I love about docs too, I had to learn very quickly about all the people in her life at the time. Mm -hmm. I had about the music at the time, at the music now, the place that this, and I love that. I love the learning of that. So yeah. I'm just, I'm really grateful that um, I have a little education now. Yeah. And uh, you, you said uh, after the rough cut, she says, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, what, what's her impression of the final What's her feelings about the final version uh, of this film? Well, again, I can never speak for speak Mary. For, yeah. I never would, <laughs> never would. But from what she said, I think. I mean, I think she loves it. I think. Um, yeah. I know that. Uh, I know again, like to her, what I've seen move her is, is mm. when she does like see the fans and interaction with the fans, mm. and um, and I think that it just it's a it is this love letter to that moment. So I think just having that exist in the world mm. makes her happy. Um, and then too, obviously, um, like I mentioned, Andre Harrell, Andre Harrell was a really important person yeah. to her. So I think the fact that we have him, it's just a, it's a really beautiful thing to hold on to. Yeah, and there's a beautiful, so hold on to the end. Uh, when you go see this, everyone, uh, uh, there's a lovely dedication at the end of the, of the film as yeah. well. 
Um, we also um, we do a little s segment where we uh, often um, talk to filmmakers about their career, and uh, some of the questions are kind of targeted for uh, new filmmakers. But I have to take advantage of the fact, I mean, anyone can do Google searches, and I get on IMDb, but uh, uh, you have an interesting background. Uh, is, are these acting credits? So you'll be the first person we've had who's been on Forrest Gump, Melrose Place, and Beverly Hills 90210. Is that, is that true? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, yes, when I was, yeah, that, that was like right before I started making docs. Um, that is true. I grew up really, I did a lot of theater growing up and, um, and thought for a minute that acting would be fun, and it was awful. I love the craft, but okay. what I love, <laughs> um, <laughs> what I loved was the craft of, like, again, what I loved, like, was theater. I loved the craft of working on things together, collab. I love mm. process, and I think mm. that I love artistic process uh, so yeah. much. And when I was, um, at the same time I was in those, I was also, um, I always have had these, like, two sides of me where I was, I was that, where, and as an actor, you get to get inside of this other character yeah. and become that and have access to the emotions of that right um so at the same time i also i got i have a master's degree in social work um and okay. so i had also always wanted to do social impact things and as a social worker you also get access to people's lives that mm. you know things that are going on that you wouldn't in another profession um and so for docs it's actually like this kind of beautiful marriage of yeah. that artistic collaborative thing with then that other kind of work um and then just a little thing and it's not little it's huge is that i'm in forrest gump because my dad wrote forrest gump he's a screenwriter yeah. Yeah. um and so that was more just like i was on i was there and they did me a nice favor but i love <laughs> that it's there and i love that that's like that little moment it's my dad's movie and that's really yeah fun. But is uh, so did that? I mean, how did you get into docs then? I mean, obviously, you said there's this marriage between uh, social work and uh, the artistic side, but uh, I mean, you grew up in this family. Your father's a, a famous uh, screenwriter, but uh, is, that, is that what kind of how did you get actually decide this is going to be docs? Yeah, um, okay, so first, I always promise i'm never doing another doc ever again after i finish every one because it's too hard <laughs> see i had that question in here from a last interview and i took it out because i was like oh she's always making docs oh but, my god uh, no it's yeah. the worst it's <laughs> <laughs> really hard it's really hard i'm very i'm yeah. thankful that right now there's financing for docs mm. that I'm, I'm at a place that i'm getting offered to direct right. something that I don't have to raise all the money. I don't have to do, I don't have to be every role in the film to make it. But, um, yeah, yeah. um, but I started, um, yeah, I did not mean for this to be a whole career. I didn't know what a career would be, but, um, but I, yeah. I, and I didn't really come to it at all because of my dad. I, um, uh, or I guess, yeah, in, um, for myself. So my dad is a screenwriter. I grew up with him, you know, just working from home on his typewriter, always knowing, you know, he'd read me dialogue and things. And I, that was just for the fabric of my life. Um, and then my mom was an archeologist and cool. she would come home with artifacts and stories of, of history and really humanizing history for me all the time. And, um, and then I had my grandparents who my dad's parents um, who were very, um social impact social justice activists mm. in all the things they did and they were teachers and they um and worked a lot just again with 
just equal rights in all forms and ways. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that was kind of this blending that I was raised with. And so when I went to, I went to social work school knowing I wasn't going to probably be a social worker, but wanted to figure out some way of bridging like the sort of storytelling mm. with social justice. And so as my thesis really for grad school is what I made that my first documentary was about foster care. Um, and I don't know, again, like I promise every time never to do it again, <laughs> um, but I guess I keep getting come back to it because actually it's probably exactly the right field for me. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling <laughs> in my own walk of life. And I'm, I'm going to tell my children not to watch this episode because uh, they no way have as cool a family as you had growing up. So uh, that's, uh, that must've been really cool. Uh, mom's an archeologist, dad's a screenwriter. I, you know, uh, but, uh, um, but then what's the secret to, so as you say, it is a, you know, everyone tells me this, it's a lot of hard work. Um, even for, even for people who've achieved what you've achieved, yeah, the money's out there, but it's not always easy. Um, as I'm, as I'm finding out more and more, um, Wait, and is, to also correct, money's always out there. That doesn't mean you're making that money. <laughs> yeah, well, that, no, it's, yeah, who's, well, if you go back to business side of me, they always say, it's who's capturing the value, you know, oh, and I think, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, there's, filmmakers aren't capturing the, at least the monetary value f for the most part. So, um, but what is the secret to success or your success, you think? I don't even know if there's any, like, secret. It's just a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, and being true to, I mean, to me, I guess I've been, um, it's, it's been lovely that, I mean, not lovely, it's not the right word, but, um, it's, it's always rewarding and, and, um, humbling when I, people come to me wanting me to do something, but that's also something that I think, um, once you're given an opportunity, then you need to do the work. And I, I think like it, mm. it doesn't get easier. It never is getting easier. Yeah. Sometimes I even feel like it gets harder because I know how hard it's going to be. So yeah. I'm coming with all this, this stuff. Um, I can look ahead and say, oh yeah, this is going to be an issue. This is going to be an issue where when you're younger, I feel like you just get to go in mm. and have all kinds of optimism, how great things are going to turn out. Um, so it's hard work. I think um, to me, I just really do try to stay just calm in terms of like really staying to the core of like what is the story i'm telling here and who are the people and i have really strong relationships with the people in my films um mm -hmm. from you know back at the beginning of making them to to now um and i think that's it and i think it's also being flexible and kind of moving with where things are rather than mm -hmm. where you expect them to be Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, there's that kindergarten saying of you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in docs, that's kind of what you got to do. And then you got to make something of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think, yeah, but I mean, the main thing is I just think it's not a secret. It's just hard work yeah. and yeah, that's it. And having sworn off docs, uh, what's next for you? Um, <laughs> Is uh, I know you've had this. Is this uh, Nat Geo Presents series? Is that already come out? Is that yeah? It's uh, at the same moment. It wasn't meant to be the same moment, yeah. but um, yeah, we made. Um, I I directed and and I'm the executive producer. It's a six 
part series um, on Nat Geo. They're uh, six short films um, mm -hmm. about women around the world doing amazing, incredible things impacting their communities, um, mm. which I just, I loved making that. And the Mary movie to me is that way too. It's another remarkable story about a remarkable woman. Mm. Um, so the Nat Geo thing that came out um, digitally and then now it's gonna be on the Nat Geo channel, actually literally the same day. I mean, I think it comes out June 24th. So yeah, right. Okay. It's all, it's all at the same time. So hence, hence your question before we started recording, which one are we, what are we talking about today? Cause you must be yeah. uh, pulled in several different directions doing. Yeah, your, uh, but it's great. No, I feel good. And I'm really proud of all this, this, this work right mm -hmm. now where I am. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I'm always too tired, but I have to, uh, to be honest though, too, like this moment feels really mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm able to tell the stories I really have always wanted to tell with the kind of support that I want. And I, um, you know, and I, I just think there's a lot of work out there that I'd love to be mm. part of just narratives that the world is now more open to, to hearing. Mm. And as a woman filmmaker too, mm. I, I think, you know, just my time to be able to express the way that I want yeah. to in the films or whatever I do next what it doesn't have to be doc it can be doc but I think there's again like we talked about earlier there's a moment too where I think there's more of an opening to just be a storyteller in whatever mm. way that manifests okay well whatever you decide to do I hope you keep if there or if there are any other projects you want to tell us about that are uh, in the works or uh, and if not uh, I hope you keep telling those stories Thank you. No, I'm, uh, these have taken, you know, I did in, during COVID, I did seven films. So I'm, <laughs> I'm okay for the moment. Just talking about those. Okay. Uh, well, I think we've come to the, unfortunately we've come to the end of our time together, um, Vanessa, but thank you so much for, uh, coming onto the podcast. It's really been great to, uh, have you on and to, uh, discuss the Mary J. Blige and the Mary J. Blige doc. And, uh, if we haven't scared you off, we'd love to have you on again sometime when you are um, with your next you. project, which you are not committing to yet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. All right. Thank you so much. So, yes, I just want to thank Vanessa Roth again, uh, the director of the Amazon Studios documentary Mary J. Blige's My Life, uh, debuting on Amazon Prime on June 25th. If you have any questions regarding how you can become a documentary director and producer or other roles in the industry, I recommend you check out careersinfilm.com to learn more about careers in the film industry. I want to give a big thanks and shout out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio just outside of York, England. Uh, a big thanks as always to Nevena Paunovich, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, ensures we continue getting such great guests like Vanessa onto the show. And finally, a big thanks to our listeners. As always, we'd love to hear from you, so please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. And please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family, wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Almo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. 
Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.